and welcome to What's Up With That Bro. It's the podcast where we are watching the TV show Lost in reverse order. Or as we like to say here, uh, we have to go backwards through the show Lost that we've been watching with one of our hosts, Chad Wago, and he's, he's never seen Lost before. That is correct. The conceit of this particular podcast that we do is that I have never watched Lost until we started doing this podcast. And since then, I've only ever watched Lost in connection with the recording of this podcast, and usually next to one of our co-hosts, AJ Nieves. Woo! Hey, welcome everybody, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, we are back in the building for another episode. Um, this week, we're actually considering part one of uh, the season two finale, Dead But Not Forgotten. That's not what it is. <laughs> um, no, but like actually, this episode was entitled Live Together, Die Alone, Part One. And basically what we're looking at here is flashbacks reveal how Desmond came to the island. Desmond unintentionally returned to the beach and enlisted by Locke to help him stop pressing the button in the hatch from being pushed. Meanwhile, several castaways head off to rescue Michael's son, Walt, from the others. Um, So we're just getting a little bit more of an extension of what we had covered previously on the podcast. We're seeing more of how things are developing. Um, Overall, I I loved it. It was a nice two-parter. Nice uh, two-part finale, and now we're getting into part one. Yeah, it, it definitely is one where uh, I think that had we watched uh, one and two together, uh, I definitely would have a much higher opinion of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's always uh, kind of a bummer to watch an episode that's just leading up to the episode we've already seen. True. Yeah. Which, I mean, technically every episode is leading up <laughs> yeah. to the episodes that we've already seen. But it, it, the, like the purpose of the episode is less about... Yeah, this trying is, to tell a story, and it's more just, yeah. This is a moving pieces episode. Yeah, yeah. So they're just trying to place and position everybody. Um, and this is still their finale, so they had more time, I guess, to place whatever characters they needed to place where they needed to place them. And, um, yeah, like, uh, I think they do that effectively well in this episode. I don't know. There's, there's a lot going on here. Uh, we open up with the Losties seeing a boat cruising offshore, and they find none other than our drunken scotsman uh desmond sitting down with a shotgun and a bottle of dharma yeah. wine he it doesn't look like hard liquor it doesn't look like like uh well i think uh, that first bottle he's drinking in the boat looks yeah. like it's a bottle of whiskey oh okay like yeah it has kind of a brownish tint yeah. oh okay but it's wine for the rest of the episode see right because like he comes back to the island i was like homeboy is getting trashed yeah. on like well, it looks like the rosiest of wines <laughs> like it's like he's just got a nice palate going with some weird almond finished wine yeah. in his mouth with that logo. Uh, when they see the boat, uh, everyone's like super excited. Like, oh, are we getting rescued? And uh, the th- three guys that dive in to swim out to the boat to find out whether or not they're getting rescued are Jack, Sawyer, and Saeed. Yeah. One of the things that I noticed is... Sawyer and Saeed take off their shirts to swim out to the boat. <laughs> yeah. I noticed this too. This and Jack, Jack just keeps his shirt on. So I'm wondering, is, was Matthew Fox insecure <laughs> about his body? Or standing. is it a character trait? Nah. <laughs> he was standing next to uh, to Sawyer and, and Saeed. And he's just like, Wait, we're, can we rehash some of this? Because <laughs> he keeps his... He, like, but his arms are exposed. Like, yeah. He's wearing like a vest shirt thing. Like, sleeveless, yeah. yes. sleeveless shirt. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. This it, was definitely the hunkiest opening we've had to an episode, right? Which, which uh, is going to lead us to a uh, little bit of fun that you guys may have noticed. I think that we'll have already started it. Yeah, 
by the time that the... Well, probably tomorrow will be the first day, if you're listening to this right as it comes out. Yeah. Of uh, what we're doing for our version of March Madness, it's Lost Ladness, where we're going to have a... uh, a uh, a bracket of all of all the dudes or sixteen of the dudes from uh it's sixteen of the top dudes yeah sixteen of the top dudes from Lost to see who the the hunkiest lad is <laughs> so you guys can go onto our Twitter and vote uh for each each pairing that we'll put up every day mm-hmm. to to crown the 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 hunkiest lad on Lost <laughs> so check that out on our Twitter what bro pod yeah it's gonna be fun. Desmond does make it ashore, or actually, he doesn't make it ashore. He imparts some information to uh, to Jack, saying that this is a snow globe. He's been trying to get off this island with his boat for a while and hasn't. Um, do we have any theories surrounding that? I feel like, the, like I'm wondering whether or not the island moved well. That was happening, ah. uh, so that like as he's going, what was it due west? He said, "Yeah, yeah." Uh, as he was going due west, the island placed itself again in his path. Interesting. Mm. Uh, the that... other the other possibility could be that he's just not able to accurately tell the directions because of the electromagnetism mm, on the island. Yeah. I see. Or all that whiskey he drank. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't uh, make I for good sailing. He, he didn't start <laughs> drinking until he was just like, well, I'm never going to get yeah. out of here. But, which makes me ask, how much supplies has he brought on his boat trip? And he he's actually brought a chunk of alcohol onto onto the boat. Yeah, I don't know how much of that wine was his on the boat or he took off the beach like out of their their pantry yeah maybe like, that too the last of what he was drinking on the boat might have been the last of the alcohol on the boat no yeah maybe the last of that whiskey and he just got back to the show he's like oh shit you guys have a pantry here <laughs> down i'm down yeah. give me that give me that sparkling riesling <laughs> whatever that, <laughs> whatever it is that they had there one of the other things that happens uh, uh as they're all wondering whether or not they're being rescued uh someone wonders aloud uh Maybe it's a trap. And Hurley responds, uh, what do you mean a trap? <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like this is a big failing on the part of the Lost writers. Because why wouldn't Hurley want to uh, quote Star Wars at that point, right? <laughs> yeah. What would be the quote? <laughs> Run us through it. It's a trap. <laughs> <laughs> There's just a very big Admiral Akbar on, 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 on the shore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Screaming after the three men who have dived into the water. Because even later on in the episode, Sawyer finds a baby doll in the jungle and he goes to pick it up. And and Kate stops him and says, no, it's a trap. Yeah. And again, Hurley's there. Yeah. He could have said Nothing. something. He didn't. <laughs> we know he's a big Star Wars fan. Yeah, he's very Like familiar. every every Hurley episode is a Star Wars title, yeah. right? I think so. Or so far. Yeah, we had some yeah. like at Hoth. Um, I can't remember some of the others. I just remember that one title. Trisha Tanaka is dead. <laughs> That's very Star Wars. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess you're right. It's not yeah. all Star Wars. I think there's always a Star Wars reference, probably. Definitely. I mm-hmm. think it comes across in most. And I feel like... Um, or or even he could have been like, I've got a bad feeling about this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I'm not too sure about Carlton Hughes, but I know Damien Lindelof is a big comic fan. In fact, he's actually directing um, the new season of The Watchmen on HBO yeah. coming up soon. And uh, supposedly... Uh, the show that we don't need. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the one we get. Um, but supposedly uh, he was he was really, really a big fan of The Watchmen. Um, but yeah, he's actually been really active about it or mentioning it. And then also 
chronicling chronicling the progress of it on on his on his uh, Instagram page. But but um, I am kind of excited to watch that. Yeah, just because uh, I'm hoping it'll be different from Zack Snyder's Watchmen. Give me some pirates. I want (laughs) to just put some pirates. Like I I want to see some pirate stuff in that. That was literally the only thing that Zack Snyder didn't do. in Watchmen, (laughs) everything else was just. Total literal translation. There was a slight twist with the ending. No pirates. Yeah. Everything else was page to screen. Yeah. This, this no octopus monster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait. So this one has. So they. They. Well, I know the Zack Snyder one didn't have pirates. But what was it? Well, the runtime I'm running of the original. Well, not original, but the last. The Zack feature. Snyder Watchmen. Yeah. I wonder I, what the I want to say it was like two forty maybe. Ooh. Yeah, it was like close to three. Yeah. I remember. I remember feeling that it was it was kind of a lengthy movie. Yeah, my my butt definitely felt it. <laughs> but I feel like this would probably be a better medium for the material because you get like ten hours of, of story time now, because or maybe eight if they're doing an eight episode season, and then you can kind of just explore a lot. As long as it's less than twelve, I'll be happy. Yeah, yeah I'm sure it's going to be something like that. Because like, I I feel like anything over ten is going to be like you guys are really pushing <laughs> it here. Yeah, and I don't know. And this are, is. Are they just retelling the same story from the graphic novel, or is it? Like they a might new be extend thing? expanding yeah. upon it. I don't know. I'm hoping that they're not going to touch on before Watchmen, mm. which was the comic series that no one asked for and they gave <laughs> us anyway. Holy crap! Was uh, that not done by the original creator? No. Uh, whoa. Uh, Interesting. I see. Well, uh, it was just DC being like, "Hey, you know that Watchmen money? Let's get some more." <laughs> I say all of this to say that Damon, well, Damon, Damon Lindelof is actually a big comic guy. So yeah, I noticed that when he, I guess when he's writing on the show and he's writing for Hurley, that's like a good outlet for him to get all his nerd stuff out uh, onto the show. And we get a lot of literary references throughout the series, and a lot of them are not light reading. Some of them are pretty heavy. We even get kind of um, one touched upon in this episode and the next, which is Charles Dickens, um, our mutual friend. Which is supposed to be one of the more, one of the more complex plot types that that Dickens had had wrote in his career yeah. and and all that. So, do you know anything about that book? I'm not too familiar. No, I haven't read it. Um, I've but, never read it either. But yeah, I am planning I'm not to read really it. Really, a big Dickens guy. Yeah, I'm planning to read it before I die. It's going to be my last <laughs> book. But how do you know when you're going to die? <laughs> well, I'm going to have to make some serious. Uh, I, yeah, how was he going to know when he was going to die? <laughs> That, that's what the guy was asking. Yeah, yeah. the guy uh, put the, him on the spot. Yeah, the guard, uh, when he was releasing Desmond from prison, and Desmond explains that he's not going to read the book until before he dies, the guard's just like, when are you going to read it? <laughs> yeah. Do you know when you're going to die? Yeah. yeah. And you have to know, like, hours before you're going to die, because you can't just read that book in, like, five That minutes. is a thick-ass book. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, it, it wasn't that. Yeah. I think what we're coming to find out is that the Desmond Hume character on the show is a very romantic person, <laughs> like who who has these flights of fancy. Like, you know, dude, like you're gonna go and you're gonna. So Charles Dickens, is, <coughs> our mutual friend, is gonna be your last book to read before you die. Also, too, you're entering yourself into a race around the world to get your honor back. That yeah. is some like that is some Charles Dickens character shit. Like <laughs> that he's gonna win. Yeah, for love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's just a, he's just an old softie on the show. Yeah. Um, and he, he gets the boat from Libby in a coffee shop, and he explains to her that he's going to win this one-man sailing race. Wait, was that Libby that dies? Mm-hmm. Yes. She's Libby already dead at this wig. point. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. This is what Lost was famous for doing. <laughs> like They were very famous for this particular scenario where 
characters they would kill characters off on the show and the character or the actors would literally literally be asking like do i have to show up next week or <laughs> am i part of any of the scenes or what because you know the way this show is and the way its story is being told and all everything that they bring in they can just bring whoever back whenever they want to yeah. bring them back mm-hmm. yeah i mean like uh the scene where uh, penny confronts uh uh sawyer bernard sawyer um desmond desmond about uh, what he's gonna do uh, you see Jack in the background also training running yeah. around the Loha Stadium. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we've seen that scene before. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, it's just of Desmond's point of view. Right. I think we're probably going to see it again because they they were kind of offhanded with the way they threw Jack in that scene. He had no lines. He was just there to do his, his run around or whatever. Um, but yeah, I feel like we might see, we might be revisiting that scene maybe once more before... Um, well, maybe in the next few episodes, maybe we're gonna see it from three different ways. <laughs> yeah, this is—I guess this is what the show does too. It's another trope that they kind of throw in, where they re-examine the same scene and then they just rashomon it over and over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they just—they maybe throw in another aspect that we, as the audience, weren't privy to for for whatever reason, or for them to try and explain themselves, which I find is like a fantastic writing device because you're like, see, it was there, and you're like, no, you just you rehash that scene and added a thing, you annex something onto it. Which is fine, but yeah. it's also kind of a cheat, I think. <laughs> Desmond, he's explaining to Libby how he's going to win this race, and then also explains that he doesn't even have a boat. <laughs> this is a real pod race situation, yeah. speaking of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but uh, By the way, have you heard about the, uh, the remake of Pod Racer? They're oh. making that again? Uh, apparently, a fan has decided to try and remake the Pod Racer game in the Unreal Engine. Oh, shit. Uh, there's like one trailer out on the internet right now, and you can download a demo, and it looks uh, pretty cool. Yeah, I wasn't into the the first Pod Racer, but I knew it was like a big game, and I was like, it was like rivaling Mario Kart stuff right back then, like for a little while. I, I'm not too sure. Uh, I, I might be I just disseminating so. misinformation. <laughs> I mean, it might have just because Mario Kart 64 wasn't really that great. Mm. I remember because the they did have the Pod Racer game for N64. Yeah. yeah, that's right. I remember that. I remember the cover. I think it was like Anakin in the in the headgear and the goggles yeah. sitting behind the thing. But I think yeah. people remember it fondly because it was a Star Wars game. That was that was pretty fun. Uh, I yeah. I feel like a lot of the LucasArts games were super hella fun back in the day. Like all their all their N sixty four stuff and their Super Nintendo stuff was really fun. I I think that like a lot of that stuff was. Uh, the less movie adjacent, the more mm, fun it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like they used to go into like characters that were like dual wielding lightsabers and stuff like that. Yeah, and that was that was always kind of fun. I um, mean, they still kind of do that, like with Force Unleashed, mm. where it's just like, oh yeah, you just have a bunch of Jedi fights. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, so when Desmond leaves jail, there are some specific items that they give, and I guess um, this is Lost just doing its Lost thing where they throw so much at the audience because you don't know what's a mystery and what's not. But um, those those items that they that he gets back after leaving jail were very specific. And I don't know if they've come up previously on the show or whatever, but he gets a gold pocket watch, a gold-plated pocket watch. Yeah. Um, you never the, see that again. Yeah, the picture of Penny. and yeah. then um, Which we do see again yeah. right? and then many the, times. And then Dickens' book. And then we just get those. Also keys. But oh, yeah. I don't know if that matters. I wonder what the keys are for. <laughs> the keys might not have been a mystery. The keys might have just been the keys to where he lived. Yeah. <laughs> like, also, too, 
like, um, you know, like, have you not turned in your keys to your landlord? You're going to prison. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming for a little while. Maybe one that'll get you out of your well, lease or did something. Did he know that he was going to prison? I guess he's in. Well, they they he gets out of prison and then they also do a dishonorable discharge. Yeah. Um, so I guess it was military prison. Yeah, yeah. There were soldiers I, doing his uh, checkout and all that stuff. Yeah. And then I guess we can assume the the dishonorable discharge is probably from desertion. I'm assuming. Well, because what we know of of Desmond, and then also we get that scene with Whitmore where he kind of says something to that effect, um, where. Where um yeah Desmond is in he's he's in a low place for the finale and um and I'm I'm actually glad that they brought us on the ride for it because like Homeboy needs to get some uh what's the word he needs to I guess he needs to to rein, reinstate that honor or whatever like all 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 I don't know. Yeah. Most audiences want to see, like, you know, the, the low men climb yeah. back up. He needs to regain his honor. That's what he's running to. That's yeah. what he explains to Penny. So I don't, I don't get that. Like, <laughs> you've lost your honor by being dishonorably discharged from Her Majesty's right there in the Secret Service. I don't even know what their, <laughs> their army is called. But like, he gets booted out, and then you get it back by racing around the world. How does that get your honor back? I guess because he's going up against the devil, which is Whitmore. So if he can beat him at his own game, but yeah. still, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, what would, what what would be a bold declaration or or maybe a bold thing that you guys would do to reclaim your honor if you felt that it was stripped of you oh it depends on how my honor was stripped i think <laughs> see yeah that's a good question yeah. these two things don't line up to yeah, me because i feel like it would it's more honorable to do some sort of like charity work or something like when we see saeed later on after he gets back off the island and he's building like habitat for humanity kind of stuff yeah like that's like a go regain your honor kind of thing mm-hmm. yeah like yeah Winning a, a solo boat race around the world is such a white guy thing to do. <laughs> it seems almost kind of self-serving yeah. too, right? Well, the, I I don't think that Saeed was trying to regain his mm. honor by doing the Habitat for Humanity. I think he was trying to atone. Right. And like that is sort of the difference. Mm. Like trying to regain your honor is inherently, I think, a selfish thing. Right. Uh. Whereas trying to atone for things that you've done wrong... Uh, I don't think is necessarily selfish. I love that point. I love that point a lot. Yeah, that that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, and yeah, and it kind of is a selfish thing because you're 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 doing this thing. Say he wins the race, and then he gets the uh, aggrandizement of being the race winner and all this other stuff. But there's probably like a it's a Whitmore race. I'm assuming there's a cash prize for whoever wins or whatever. Yeah. Well, yeah, that I, that's the reason why he needs to win Whitmore's race is so that he can get the money. Uh, honorably yeah. <laughs> right. as opposed to just taking a shoebox full of cash yeah well that like i guess we can skip around and and whatever but like uh we get that scene at the end with uh, him and penny while he's gonna go and do his training for this thing and she asks, why haven't you wrote why why didn't you write when you were in prison and he has um why doesn't he inform her of, of her father's machinate or doings and taking the letters because I couldn't come up with a good reason. I would think... Uh, there's only one reason that I could think of. And it's probably because if he had revealed to her that her father was holding the letters, that would put her on the outs of, with her dad. And maybe he didn't want her to be on the outs with her dad because her dad provides her with a comfortable life. That's the only thing I could think. But yeah, I don't know what else. Yeah, I think another thing might be that he... Uh, in, in trying to keep his, his honor that he's so concerned with at this point, like 
he wants to uh, not try to blame somebody else for it. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, in, in terms of, yeah, because like, I guess he's he's in honor mode right now. Right, right? He's yeah. like He's trying to gain back his honor. So he mentions it to, to Libby. He mentions it to Penny. Oh, no, he doesn't mention it to Libby. Um, but uh, I guess this is something that's on his mind. And you could see him, you know, he see, it seems like it's a good motivator for him to kind of do this thing, um, to actually get on the seas. But I don't know. It's a good motivation for him to be active in something. But I don't know if it's a good motivation for... The thing that he's trying to accomplish, which is winning back his his, uh, his honor. I think historically, Desmond hasn't made, made a lot of great decisions in his life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's sort of how he ended up in jail yeah. in the first place. Yeah, desertion. I mean, he ran away from his his uh, from his post or whatever he and had done. Yeah. joining the army, also a bad decision. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like we were speaking about in the previous episode, I have to say for... Whatever this romantic Scotsman is, he is—he has lived an interesting life. Yeah. That's that's something to be said about this guy. And we, like we mentioned, like he's—he's been a—he's been in a monastery. He's been in jail. He's been a soldier. He's been on an island. He's been a salesman. So uh, you know, boat salesman. Uh, how do you say that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boat salesman. Yeah, yeah. like don't Wait. think that there's like a specific title for that. It's almost like saying mac and cheese fries. <laughs> You mean you mean cheese fries with uh, macaroni with salad on top? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I don't remember what the point was that I was trying to make, but uh, uh, think about all those interesting things that Desmond's done. See if that uh, gives him a boost in the lad points. Oh yeah. Yeah, that'll be great. So be on the lookout for that, listeners. Yeah. We'll see what happens with our boy Desmond. It's basically the most, in, the, the most interesting man in the world from those Dos Equis commercials. <laughs> Essentially. Yeah. Um, what I do like about the Whitmore-Desmond scene is um, is we get this thing, and it comes across a lot on this show, and it's the, it's the concept or idea of choice, where Whitmore invites him into the car, and he offers him a choice. He says you can choose to live in your past life, which I have presented here, and then you could choose to do something else but it's I don't, I don't think he's actually offering him a choice because he doesn't want him anywhere his daughter but like it's the appearance of a choice that he's giving desmond and this theme kind of it, it shows up in the show um very often where people are given what's assumed as like the appearance of a choice but it's really not a choice at all because i don't know and then i guess that plays into the some other themes of free will which kind of get addressed in this episode too what we see in the hatch and and second part of hatch like how much of this is free will? How much of it isn't? And uh, what, what choices uh, are there when you are trapped? Yeah. Is another thing. And that's that comes up this with episode. Michael. Yeah. 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 Like, um, when Michael says, I didn't have a choice. And that's, or, you know, I didn't have time to think, I think was the line or whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, which also comes to all this decision making. Um, but, but again, like with all these characters that we're dealing with on the island, all of them are broken people. And uh, this island gives them a chance for redemption and restoration. Oh, sorry. And then uh, all that, all that other, you know, all these other things. And we see that throughout the series. But yeah, like, going in line with that, I don't find it troubling or anything. And I guess it's just a part of it being a TV show. But like, they have no qualms at offing people. Like, I'm talking about our Losties, which yeah. is like mm-hmm. our Sawyers, our Kates, our, our, Her- our Hurleys now, sort of. <laughs> And this is amazing because we get a line from Hurley saying that he doesn't want to take a gun. We know in future episodes, homeboy just marks somebody with a yeah. van. Mm-hmm. 
an old ass band yeah. that he started. Because he doesn't want to use a gun because you can't look someone right in the eyes right before you uh, shoot him if you're shooting through the jungle like that. Yeah. It's like, I want you to stare me in the face as I careen towards you <laughs> with my hands at 10 and 2. Apparently, <laughs> just knows that he's so close to killing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I feel. Um, that they kind of had to give a, they had to explain a reason of why Hurley didn't get a gun in this episode. Um, they give, like, they devote, like, maybe 10 seconds towards it, or, or Jack offers him a gun, and he says he's not going to take it or whatever. And then um, I feel like if he had a gun in hand um, during that Michael scene, he might have shot Michael. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I was actually waiting for Hurley to fully hulk out during yeah, that right. scene. Yeah, but Like, we, I thought he was just going to grab Michael and start, like, slamming him into a tree or something. Yeah, I really thought we were going to get something like that. Instead, we, we get, like, a, just a defeated, heartbroken man who yeah. has lost someone, you know, like, um, and he lost someone in Libby. But, but yeah, it's that was, that was kind of heartbreaking to watch on screen. Um, mm-hmm. You know, like, uh, I felt... I felt that it was an interesting choice and a little bit more effective than if he did do the standard lost tackle or whatever, <laughs> you know, because that could have been a, that could have been an easy, easy tackle. Um, do we get any tackle scenes with Hurley throughout the series? Not, not, not yet. I don't think so. No. Just a hot pocket thrown at the wall. <laughs> and a few other yeah, things. Yeah. He, I mean, I guess you could consider the van hitting someone like yeah. a, a kind yeah. of a tackle. It's, it's like tackle. the van is tackling the guy. <laughs> It's an assistant tackle. That reminds me. That just puts the image in my head of like that Rick and Morty episode where they're watching inter- interdimensional television and it's just the car versus a guy. And it's like, <laughs> the car always win? <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, so we, 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 we see that. We see that choice being offered. And Whitmore just comes out and calls Desmond a coward. Um, and, you know... Um, and I, I believe that, that Desmond understands it, too. And Desmond is still fighting against that. Even on Island, we get that, that little, the I guess, uh, some of the dialogue between him and Claire, where Claire is saying that there is no father for the baby. And, and then he kind of goes into his justification for maybe why there isn't a father, which is him trying to let himself off the hook, even though he doesn't really know Claire at this point. Right. Then um, Claire kind of fires back with, like, no, he did what was best for him and not for this child or whatever. And then he goes into his flashback. So I don't know. What do you think happened in that moment when he was talking to Claire? <laughs> he just go, like, hang his head down. And he zoned out for two minutes. I think, then... I think he just stared at her for a couple of seconds and then turned around and left. <laughs> like, it was just like, it wasn't so long that she would be like, what? <laughs> but it was long enough to make things real awkward. Is this guy epileptic? He looks like he's having a seizure standing right in front of me. He's staring off. His eyes are kind of twitching, which is kind of interesting. Uh, we get a black smoke reference from yeah. Saeed. Uh, he says that they're going to go in. Um, he's going to they're going to infiltrate the others, and he's going to set up a, a smoke signal so that the uh, so that the other team can come and find him. And he says uh, that this is going to be he's going to use these particular leaves, and it's going to emit black smoke. Yeah, and he also says this time they will know that we are coming. <laughs> Um, what, do you, what do you think that means, Chad? Oh, that's uh, last time, <laughs> we didn't know they were coming. Ah. Yeah. We kind of see what happens with that. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of... Well, actually, no, we've already seen it, but I kind of want to see what... Yeah, what was the original attack on the uh, on the folks? Because, like, they've done this... Um, well, they've infiltrated each other in multiple parts in the series. Like, there's that... I guess what we get in season three, where they're taking the pregnant women, or the 
potentially pregnant women, which mm-hmm. includes Kate and um, son. son. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so we, we get all those, which is kind of interesting. Um, it, what I found interesting in this episode is that Saeed and Jack are aware of um, Michael's lying. And um, there's, a, there's a major betrayal that we see play out where, uh, where Jack calls out Michael for, for uh, you know, misleading them and being a liar. But then there's, a, there's also like a minor betrayal where like Jack hasn't trusted his people, you know, because of the words that Saeed says that they, they can't have Michael see them coming. But all that kind of goes to pot after they see a big ass bird that says oh, yeah. Hurley's name. That's what the captions tell <laughs> yeah. us. Jesus. And also Hurley. <laughs> yeah. Like and, and Sawyer. And nothing becomes of that, right? We don't ever see that bird yeah. again. Mm-hmm. I wonder if we're going to see that bird again. There, there are a bunch of dropped mysteries in this episode like uh for example uh we get to see the foot of the statue yeah and saeed remarks about how it's disturbing that it only has four toes mm. and i'm like wait what <laughs> i i saw that and i didn't notice it before and apparently in the uh succeeding seasons no one ever mentions it <laughs> Yeah, that just that yeah. goes that we goes unanswered. It. We see the statue of the foot and Jacob living under it, but yeah, no one ever talks about the four toes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I, like what once Saeed mentioned it. I'm like, that is disturbing. Why are there only four toes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, never explained. Yeah, the see, I think that's part of where um, a lot of people were were kind of frustrated with the show towards the end because I remember during the season or the series finale when they had when they were wrapping up the storytelling um, there are so many of these mini mysteries that were left like uh, unexplained and all that so I remember people were just like we have two hours left of the show they're never going to be able to answer everything so we just have to like uh, they just wanted to find out what everybody's boiler plot or boiler point boilerplate excuse me boilerplate uh answers to some of the major mysteries where we have like some of these minor stuff that doesn't get answered but that foretold thing that seems like a major one that kind of just gets left off in the ether but i guess that's what lost is and i feel like between that and other shows who have kind of that were kind of mastering the whole writing themselves out of a corner thing like like we've mentioned on the show previously like breaking bad like um they didn't leave a lot of dangling story points or 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 mysteries or whatever like how lost does i think that probably might have added to the source of the, the contention and controversy over the ending yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> sorry why was... do you think that there's only four toes um i think that um it's harder to make five toes or five fingers like in cartoons there's always they usually have four four fingers per hand like on the simpsons everyone has mm-hmm. four fingers except for god who has five because <laughs> it just saves you that time and if you're having to like carve a giant stone statue and we know it's a big a big statue when we see it get smashed by the the black per- not the black pearl the uh the uh what is the name of that ship black rock the, yeah yeah the, the black, black rock. rock so yeah it's, it's like a 30 foot tall statue it's yeah, it would have saved a lot of time just to make four four toes. Yeah, or like you know, put some Nikes on that. Like, yeah. just put some Nikes on your Anubis statue, and you're good. <laughs> just put the little switch, and you're straight. Like somebody is carving. Like I get a feeling like this sign and symbol is going to be big one day, <laughs> and it just starts <laughs> chiseling. Oh yeah, that's right. That that was supposed to be an Egyptian god. Yeah. Do yeah. the Egyptian gods only have four toes? Maybe. Yeah, that might... Like, is that like a regular thing? 
That's like a reverse of regular God on The Simpsons. <laughs> Which I believe, knowing that Damon, uh, Damon Lindelof is a yeah. comic book slash probably Simpsons fan, probably went that <laughs> right. direction. Well, I think you know, the, the number four in Chinese is bad luck because it sounds like the word death. And you know Jacob lives under it and he's... Essentially the God of death? Kind or, of. Sort of, right? Really? Like he, he kind of manages his way through the island as, as that guy. Mm, can't read that. <laughs> oh, I tried Googling Egyptian god toes. And uh, the first thing was four theories on the origins of the four-toed statue from Lost. Oh. And it's like, fuck, I can't, I can't read that because that would spoil me for stuff. Oh. Can't wait until I finish watching the show. <laughs> That, that's that's actually a bookmark in your in your phone's web browser. Like I'm gonna get back to that. <laughs> Just have a whole folder of lost theories. <laughs> um, I don't it's all theories and fan fiction. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's I think that was like when the show was like at its height, where all these mysteries that you can kind of just assign your own importance to was probably a part of the contributing you know reason for its success. Is because you know you can just put whatever you want on it, and you can just make it however you want. So. so incredibly subjective that you can kind of just do whatever or say whatever or make or craft these theories and that was a big part of the fun of the show i think everybody just getting around the water cooler going like but what about this and how about that and, you know all this <laughs> do you other think stuff this happens. has anything to do with this <laughs> yeah <laughs> now about those four toes yeah. uh, uh, moving in a slightly different direction um we've known i think from the episodes that we've already seen um but uh, uh, Desmond's been on, he's been marooned on the island for three years. Is there any significance in the number three? No. <laughs> what would you say, There's, Jack? There's uh, three stooges. There are three stooges. Three musketeers. <laughs> Is three the magic number? Is that, that's like a schoolhouse rock song? I wonder. I don't remember that one. I don't know. I, it, it stuck out to me because I remember, um, I remember when I was a kid, and I was like uh, really involved with uh, reading the Bible. The Bible kind of mentions the number three as uh, it's a number that signifies intensity, or like uh, something that uh, that signifies something like a point being hammered kind of mm. thing. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Probably not, but fun to think about. Uh, it's not like they don't do biblical reference. Yeah. Oh yeah. Also, I, I think three is important in like a lot of different cultures. Yeah. Uh, it's one less than the death number in China. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just being really sick, but not quite dead. Oh, yeah. Interesting. And, um, yeah. We, we also, there's a, there's a lot of stuff that they're tackling in this, this part. One of it being inoculation. Inoculation? I, I'm saying words weird tonight. Yeah. Um, but, like, uh, the whole vaccine thing or, um, or that little gun that Claire has and that, that uh, Kelvin is using in the hatch and all that. Um, because they believe that the island was um, infected. Yeah, yeah, there was like some kind of infection on the island. Which I don't know if there was any place else they could have gone with that plot thread, because uh, it kind of gets dropped, and we only find it with with Kelvin. Um, so I'm wondering if this is something that Kelvin. Well, I'm, I'm assuming it's something that Kelvin has made up to keep Desmond in the hatch for yeah. three years. So what do you think is in that that injector that he gives him? I don't know. What would you say, Jeff? Water? Ooh. Oh. Like just like just regular old bullshit. Yeah. Or maybe yeah. saline, probably. Yeah, yeah, probably I'm, saline. I don't know if you can inject water oh. into your blood, but <laughs> Yeah, I wonder. It, it 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 may, yeah, maybe something. Yeah, it must be like some kind of weird um what is it when they give you the, the fake thing and not the real thing? 
Um, a placebo. Yeah. yeah. I'm assuming it's something like that. Just a weird thing to have vials of. Yeah. Down in the hatch, but I guess that hatch is full of all kinds of weird things. Weird things. Yeah. yeah. That you have to inject yourself with every nine days. I don't know if there's any maybe the injections are what uh, gave him imperviousness oh, to electromagnetism. Yeah. Well, we already know that they're doing well. That that Pierre Chang and his other group of scientists are doing uh, research and all kinds of experiments. They're even testing on Pierre Chang's son, right? Like giving him superpowers and the ability to speak to the dead. Um, oh, so those are superpower <laughs> vials. <laughs> I yeah, wonder. Has to be. Oh man, now I feel bad for Claire's kid. Yeah, Aaron could is could have gonna... been a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> he could have he could have been clairvoyant as fuck, but <laughs> thanks clairvoyant. <laughs> I didn't even catch that, but I'm glad it happened. It's a happy accident. <laughs> Wait, what's the total number of uh, people with superpowers on this show, by the way? Oh, uh, there's Miles Strom who can yeah. speak with the dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's uh, Hurley who can also speak with the dead. Yeah. And there's Desmond, who's Desmond who can the uh, both see the future and impervious to electromagnetism. Yeah. Was there anyone else? Feels like that's our big yeah, three. Yeah, I think they say Walt is special in an undefined way. And um, yeah, and and well, Claire's baby survives birth on island, but uh, the the baby was already full term when they crashed. Yeah, I don't know if that's... You can't conceive on the island. Ah, there you Even go. though the men have ten times as many sperm, <laughs> that's kind mm. of its own superpower. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> also, that's another thing that's never really fucking explained. That's <laughs> true. And I, do you think Jacob does that to people? And just why? Like, <laughs> just makes guys like produce piper sperm. Yeah, that's crazy. And he also has the ability to shut down the whole sperm thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess he was the god. Well. It could be explained. <laughs> he was the god of everything on that island, I guess. But even even that's not fully explained. Do, do you think he had a full grasp of his powers or abilities, Jacob, on, on island? Because he gets it from Mother, and Mother is doesn't really get a chance to explain much before she is out of the picture. Yeah, but, I don't know. I don't think he has a full grasp of, like, sexuality. Cause <laughs> I don't think he ever was... As a, I think he died a virgin. <laughs> oh, interesting. Poor monkey face yeah. virgin. But he was—he was a grown man when he became like the god protector of the island or whatever. So it's like he had already gone through puberty, and I'm sure it discovered masturbation and <laughs> learned that oh, sperm is cool because it's like part of this thing that I like. Mm-hmm. So I think he had that in his head of like, oh, this is something that everybody would want is like more sperm. <laughs> this is this is gonna be a top trending a trending thread on like the lost Reddit. Yeah. Like, Jacob's yeah, uh, <laughs> miracle sperm theory. Yeah, instead of turning Jacob like Jack in it, so <laughs> he just made uh, extra spooge for everyone on the island. <laughs> instead of pour, instead of turning water into wine, he just turned jizz into way, way potent jizz. <laughs> he turned jizz into jizzier. <laughs> <laughs> Getting jizzy with it. Mm-hmm. I just that was that was just me tacking that on. That, that has nothing to do with what we're talking about. <laughs> jizz hands. <laughs> Uh, the jizz singer. So uh, we got locked. Jizzy stuff. Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna just we're, we're just gonna in, insert those throughout the rest of the conversation tonight. Just like randomly, every time we think of a word with jazz in yeah. it. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for as much jizz-related audio content your ears can handle. But not actual jizz, just related content. <laughs> jizz adjacent. It's jizz adjacent. Oh my God, that's a that's a that's a Twitter handle. Yeah. Jizz itself doesn't work well in an audio medium. 
Oh, you could, you could just, you could maybe hear the sounds of which is his. That's that'll be somebody's ASMR. It's oh. just <laughs> gross. Thank you, yeah. thank you guys. That was me imitating the sound yeah. of jizz. <laughs> no, no ASMR jacket. <laughs> uh, I mean, you can't have ASMR without the jacket. Yeah, like that seems so natural. I, like no, I, that's what you're supposed to do when you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> They're not supposed to listen to you jacking it. Yeah. People say that they go to sleep to ASMR, and I think I just found out why. You're just busy jacking it, and then all those sleepy hormones yeah. come in yeah. when you're finished. <laughs> so John locks in this episode. Oh, fuck. We didn't even talk yeah. about John. Yeah. John gets punched in the face yeah. by Mr. Echo. Yeah, Mr. Gets, Echo a, gets yeah. a staff full of scripture right to the fucking cheek. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, homeboy is, yeah, he just got beat with the Bible, yeah. son. And then Charlie catches him crying in the jungle, <laughs> tells him Desmond's back, and Desmond keeps calling him Boxman. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What's up with that? <laughs> what is up with that? If Desmond could see the future already, right. uh, I would wonder if he calls him Boxman, because that's the last place that he sees John, <laughs> is in a box. <laughs> but I feel like there, there's definitely a different explanation for it. I wonder. Well, maybe... Maybe he was getting flashes of how other people were going to die, not just Charlie. Mm-hmm. But he was like, eh, I don't really want to that much. <laughs> I don't care about most of these people. Yeah, but Charlie. Just Charlie. Yeah. He's kind of my countryman, sort yeah. of. He's, he's kind of from my country. Oh, and, you know, this kid deserves a good dad. Yeah. So it's a drive shaft fan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what if the only reason he kept him alive is just like, you need to get back with your brother. <laughs> And you guys need to fire up that drive shaft band yeah. once more. So I just need a reunion album. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I do like that we see Locke kind of laid low in this episode, where um, he's failed, and he's he's failed so many times in his endeavors, and even in this, he's a failure. Where he's so he's so of the belief that he is right, which he normally is on the show. Well, not like that he's right, but he's of the belief that he's right, and um, and only to be totally let down in the, in the next episode wait so are you saying that uh he is constantly wrong but uh convinced he's right every time most yeah isn't yeah. that his whole arc like throughout the whole series like this guy just does not learn from his <laughs> mistakes and puts it on the idea of fate or faith or whatever yeah um which I don't, know, I don't think it's i don't think it's him copping out but i really do think that he has like a true belief that what he's doing is right but it's yeah, it's, it's one that goes against most things, uh, most whatever, you know, the, uh, he's usually found himself in the minority throughout yeah. the series, or people do not care for him, and even when he makes the decisions that he makes, he kind of, like, um, yeah, it, it, it even alienates him more from the group, because he's doing this at the expense of people, um, uh, the losses that he's supposedly supposed to be a part of, you know, and so... Uh, yeah, so Locke's got a lot going on. Yeah, and this is weird because this is the time when he's, he's like, been shown like real actual evidence. Like, oh, this this whole thing is fake. Like, there's a video about it, and it doesn't really make sense to have somebody pushing a button down underground every hundred and eight minutes. So it's like, oh, this makes sense to not be real. Right. Like, so it's it's weird that time he goes with like the facts presented to him. He's like totally wrong. Yeah, which is which is odd for him, right? Because yeah. he's more like a, a feelings guy. Well, yeah. I don't know if kind of feelings is the word, but yeah, he's yeah he's he's not a he's not a evidence based guy yeah. normally from what we see of him. Does that sound about right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds about guy. right. And also, uh, it does 
make it more interesting like now that I know he's consistently been wrong through the entire run of the show yeah. from uh, season two holy shit yeah knowing that he has that track record the fact that he continues like basically hurling himself at whatever he thinks like might possibly be a destiny it makes it really interesting that uh, you know he never becomes the guardian of the island yeah. and Jack and Hurley are the ones that uh, later become guardians. Yeah. Because John, like, was just like, ah, oh, I'm going to be something, I'm going to do something. And Jack's just like, eh, I don't really want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it goes to these reluctant members, whereas Locke was like... Which was the same kind of thing yeah. with uh, the man in black and Jacob. Yeah. Like, the man in black wanted the power, and Jacob's the one that got it. Right. Right, yeah. Those themes keep circling on throughout the show. Um, yeah, so, like, Locke really wanted to be, like, the destined ruler of the island. And um, spends a good chunk of time on the island running towards that goal. And then it's just... And he ends up becoming the antithesis of it, like, where he becomes the man in black. Yeah. You know, or the man in black is the man in black wearing his face. But it's still John's likeness that we, that we get a chance to see in that last season. Which I find, like, I, I know we've talked about this, but I don't know if we've talked about this point, but it was kind of, it was kind of a great move, I think, on the writer's part to give it to Terry O'Quinn to be mm. that in the final season. Because it would have been so different if we just, it was just them attacking the man in black directly in his, you know, original form. Someone that they've never seen on the right. show ever. Yeah. And it just pops up in maybe the last couple of episodes. So to give it to Terry O'Quinn's character, Locke, I think was... I think they had to give it to someone that was familiar with the audience. Otherwise, uh, it, it would lack any kind of gravity. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, it would have been. Yeah, it would have been. It would have been really. It would have been way. It would have been like a little bit unbelievable. And it would have given. Because, like, the show does a lot of things correctly, I think. Or, like, a lot of use of their characters comes in fine. And some use, not so much. Nikki and Paolo. But, like, <laughs> um, you know, they. They weren't afraid to try a lot of things on this show, which I felt was part of the fun, too. So, like, we get a chance to see um, them working things out and then adding different elements in. Some things worked, some things didn't. Nikki and Paolo. Um, <laughs> but, you know. Yeah, like, you guys can see Paolo on the Lost Ladness bracket. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, where is he stacked? Jizzer size. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it, it, that, that is kind of yeah it's a little it's a little interesting but Locke does end up hatching his plan alongside desmond um who he gets the information from charlie seems like part one and part two charlie seems to be acting strangely i don't know yeah. if i'm the only one that's noticing this like his line delivery is very like strange like sinister yeah. yeah unless he just like he had a bad run in with Locke prior to this that we just haven't seen yet and then that would explain his, his delivery. yeah I mean, we hear some about some of it in the next season when Locke wants his help and he's giving him all that shit yeah about drugs and everything so, that's right yeah. yeah so that might be it i think i think at this point in the series charlie was uh yeah charlie was like they're, they've just been on the island for like this much time so he's probably still a drug addict or like coming off his drugs or whatever so maybe that could be a and a they do have still carrying charlie like he tries to get Locke to open the door instead of having the dynamite go off yeah 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 so that, yeah, that's there for sure. And then right after the hatch explodes, he doesn't care about anybody that was wanders off back to camp yeah. and is very like, you know, wish not even wishy washy, but very like, oh, cool about they're it. They're not yeah. there. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Guess everyone's dead. <laughs> <laughs> 
He's like, so where's where's Locke? Where's uh, where's Mr. Echo? And I'm like, I don't know. They didn't make it back to camp. They're like, not with you? Yeah. It's like, oh, it's a weird time for you to be flipping, son. You almost died, and you can't hear out of those ears. Yeah. Which means you can't listen to this awesome podcast. <laughs> oh. All right. Oh, so we see Pierre Chang in this episode. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Pierre Chang. <laughs> Shout out to Mr. Marvin yeah. Candle. Oh, I was going to say, he's the only Asian man with a line in this episode, but he's not. We also have uh, Sun and Jin yep. mm-hmm. on a sailboat with uh, Saeed. Yeah, th- that was an interesting scene. Um, Sun kind of fights her way onto the onto the boat to to stay with her husband and to be the translator. I kind of like that they, they, they did this, because, like... Um, yeah, Sun ain't no punk. Like throughout the series, like she's she's done some questionable things, but then um but yeah, I noticed that Sun is is a pretty strong character. Yeah. She, um, she's the daughter of a mob boss. <laughs> yeah, she ain't got no fear. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I do like that they gave they gave her that to do in this episode, which is which is fun to yeah. see. We also get to see her throw up, so if you like oh, yeah. watching people throw up, that happens in this episode. Yeah, this, this episode is No, we not... don't actually see it. Yeah. We, just, we just see her making noises and leaning over the railing of the boat. feels like the throw-up scenes in modern culture, or modern, like, cinema has kind of gotten a little bit more graphic. Like, you see more people throwing up, like, full-on stuff. Like, it feels like they kind of tapered it off before. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think it peaked with, lean on me, stand by me. I can't remember which one's which. Um, stand by me. Stand by me, which I have to go dig up that gif I made of, of uh, all, that big vomit scene in the pie contest. Me. Yeah, in reverse. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I forgot that I made that. Yeah, dig that out. Oh, it's so gross, but so <laughs> awesome. You see all the blueberries retreating into people's mouth. <laughs> so gross. Well, yeah. yeah. But that's that's our yeah. That's what we get out of the. The sun and Jin and we also we we didn't really get a chance to talk, get into this much. We see Saeed praying to Mecca in this episode. Yeah, it feels like like I maybe maybe some of our listeners can correct me on this, but um, Muslims normally pray like five times a day, I think. So like if that's the case, and 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 Saeed is is, is expressing his faith, he's doing that like five times a day on that island, which leaves him open to getting shot i guess from a boat and all this other stuff yeah i think usually he's just on the beach doing it so <laughs> yeah. it's not as big a deal but it's weird because he should be like trying to face mecca but if they're going around the north side of the island then he, the way he's positioned on the boat facing towards the island would make him pointing south even though we're pretty sure they're in the southern hemisphere at this yeah. point i think they going it's... from australia to uh la yeah probably still in the southern hemisphere i see so he's, he's not praying toward mecca as much as praying towards like antarctica oh interesting i wonder if it's like because like there's got to be a compass on that boat right yeah. so he, he i don't know like but that is the that electromagnetism is, probably threw it around <laughs> it's just like spitting yeah. in circles and he's like eh. just I, stops it for a second it's like, okay that that's the way I, <laughs> I got a feeling that this is where it's at <laughs> but yeah um interesting uh, interesting um is this is in this episode aired in 06, so we were just five years removed from um, you know, like terrorist attacks and, and like the the feeling or the, the sentiment towards people of Muslim faith and stuff. I think was kind of like it, it was really bad in the country yeah. for a while. People were, were not very friendly, but yeah, it's so much better now though. So that's <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm glad that even for 06, they're still putting yeah. stuff like this uh, into media where you know there's just there's just there's yeah. there's more than yeah. one thing but uh yeah I, i'd happily go back to 2006 if i could <laughs> <laughs> well, 
was 15 yeah. pounds lighter. It was nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think it's time to start wrapping up. Easter egg corner. We have uh, when Locke is telling Echo, you know, you got to stop pushing the button. You're not going to push the button uh, this time. And, and Echo says, Don't, do not tell me what I can do. <laughs> yeah. When Libby's talking to Desmond in the flashback, and she's talking about her dead husband. Her dead husband's name is David. So I'm pretty sure she was married to Jack's son. <laughs> it's coming around. It's coming around, everybody. Oh, I'm, I'm not going to dispute that one. I'm not going to dispute that either. That is actually a pretty good catch. Yeah. I like that. I'm, I'm just going to let that lie there. <laughs> just you know, let us all think about yeah, that. Think about that. Go back to that episode in season six, five, <laughs> when uh, they were talking about when David and Jack had their whole scene and see if there's anything in there about Elizabeth or Libby. That mm-hmm. would be incredible. Yeah. Oh my God, that would be incredible. Someone go watch that episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. Uh, Jack tells Michael at some point in this episode, live together, die alone, which is of course the name of the episode mm. and his catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> It seems like he would just be popping that off, like on a stage yeah. in front of a brick wall, and like that was his signature. <laughs> that, like he would say whatever joke, and then like close with that, <laughs> or just throw that in at the yeah. end at, to button up every yeah. joke. Yeah, he, he throws that. He says "live together," and then puts his microphone out into the audience, and then they scream, <laughs> "Die alone." <laughs> I don't know why that got me, but it did. <laughs> Yo, when I say live together, y'all say, die alone, live together. Die alone. Yeah. Die alone. Oh, I was late on that. <laughs> bad support yeah. of your of your, of your improv mate. <laughs> it's bad direction following. He told me exactly what to do. <laughs> that was just me there were staring. pretty explicit instructions there, AJ. I was staring blankly into my microphone going like. AJ's like, what's going on? <laughs> I was like, it's coming up, it's coming up, and then I, I don't, just I don't stopped. understand what this scene is. That's <laughs> <laughs> my motivation. Uh, oh, it's fantastic. Well, also at the beginning of the episode, when everybody's on the beach and they see the sailboat, and, and all the hunks take their shirts off and jump in the water, we see uh, our favorite uh, extra, Judy Chamness, oh. who's yeah. in the crowd. Nice. So good to see her. She's in both parts, right? Because we saw yeah. her in our mm-hmm. previous episode. Yeah, she's on the beach later on. Go, girl. You get that season two money. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. nice. So and Judy that's Chambers. it for Easter eggs. Nice. Yep, because we don't know the name of that restaurant that uh, Libby and uh, Desmond Desmond were at. It's yeah. Somewhere in downtown, right, Bishop Street? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's uh, it, it's near Ferguson's and where Bishop near where Bishop Street Cafe used to yeah. be. Yeah. Uh, right. In that Dillingham Transportation Center building, despite it not being anywhere near Dillingham. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so, what have you guys been getting lost in recently? I don't have any. Uh, for me, uh, I just watched Captain Marvel last oh, weekend. Nice. Uh, that movie, uh, there's not going to be any spoilers for you guys. Uh, it's pretty evident in the commercials and ad campaigns. Right. Uh, it takes place in the 90s, which means that throughout the movie, you get to hear a lot of 90s music. Nice. So, I have been compiling a playlist of, uh, you know, alt-rock stuff from the 90s. And, uh, you know been listening to that a lot nice nice um i've been getting lost in more video games we talked about this in the last episode i was doing kingdom hearts and then this week i was playing playstation's apex legends which is kind of fun it's like a it's like a they throw 60 people on a map and then you just have to go with a team of three you find whatever loot that you can then you use that loot to 
dispatch with the other members. And there's like, yeah, there's 60 people per map, and then the ring gets smaller. Kind of like a Fortnite deal. Yeah. But um, it's it's fun, because it, there's like maybe, I want to say, eight characters. And um, it's kind of played out in a Street Fighter way, where each character has its own, he has his own abilities that'll help or hinder other players on the field. So there's like someone that can just assign themselves as a healer. There's someone that um, that's like the tank or you can just take a lot of damage. And then there's um, there's there's a guy that's kind of like a scout. So he can scout out really far and see uh -huh. what other enemies are approaching or nearby. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, a, it's, it's fun. Um, yeah, good job, PlayStation Network or whoever. Yeah. I think it's, it's not PlayStation Network, but it's... Um, I forget the developers. I believe it's uh, EA Bioware. Yeah, yeah. So it's the, but it's it's fun. It's a it's a fun game. It's it's fun and kind of frustrating in equal measure because there's some really good Is players out there. Is there story to it? Um, not that I can tell. It's just straight. <laughs> it's weird that Bioware made it then. Yeah, it's Cause it's they're known for story. Right. Yeah. I remember some of the other stuff, but yeah, this is. I think there's probably like. <laughs> you have to like read it in the manual and that's what you get <laughs> like uh, the story is this and then you just yeah. you have these characters it's like, a, like a Nintendo game so. yeah you don't get <laughs> to uh, have any um, cutscenes in the middle of uh, your battle royale yeah. where you're just like do you want to answer a good way or an evil way <laughs> it's like who is going to be the heel in this in this version of the game and it's just some random you know cackling person smoking a cigar um <laughs> But yeah, yeah. As far as I can tell, there's no story. But it's it's wicked fun. So, David, what have you been doing well, this I've, week? I've been I've been getting lost in a show on Hulu called Pen Fifteen. Oh, oh. yeah. Uh, also keeping up with the '90s. Yeah, thing. it's like set right like right at the end of the '90s, like late '90s, early 2000s. Same thing with the the music of that era being all over that show. Oh, is there like a lot of like uh, I don't know who was big in like '99 or 2000. I would assume it's like... Oh, they had that lit song, My Own Worst Enemy. Oh, in the shit. First yeah. I remember that song. That song was blasting on the radio <laughs> like every other... Yeah. Like, it would, it would come on so often. That thing was super popular. Yeah, yeah. Miserable's better, though. Hmm. Interesting, interesting. Wait, so what is the general... So it's... Uh, there are these two uh, comedians. Um, I forgot their names. But... Uh, they're both like in their early 30s, like 31 or 32, something like that. But they play 13 year old girls in like the seventh grade. And so everyone in their, all the other kids in the show are all played by actual like 13 year olds. So, so, uh, them being aged down, right. is it, uh, is it made to be obviously like, no, they're totally not the same way that like, uh, uh what is it, uh, Red Hot American Summer? Oh, or? yeah, the first day of camp. In the yeah. Summer. Um, no, cause, like they, they like tape down their boobs and stuff, so it mm. looks like they're flat chested. Whoa. So they they're actually really trying to yeah. make them look younger. And nobody like points it out or no. <laughs> interesting. I like this. I like that premise yeah. already. So then you have fun moments when like, oh, they're about to make out with some boy who's you know twelve years old. <laughs> <laughs> and you think it's gonna happen, but then you know it does. Uh, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So how many episodes are you in so far? Three or four? I think there's ten altogether. Interesting. Yeah. So uh, check out Pen15 on Hulu. Nice. Yeah. Who's Pen15? <laughs> <laughs> My Pen15. <laughs> All right. So yeah. uh, that would bring us to the plugs portion of the episode. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Chad underscore Wago. 
You can find me on Twitter at AnyEvis003 on Twitter. And you can find me on Twitter uh, at DKJ Comedy. But definitely go check out the show on Twitter. At What Bro Pod? Yeah. And vote for March Ladness? Yeah. Lost, Lost Ladness. Ah. For the hunkiest lad on Lost. <laughs> and um, oh, also, uh, let's do real quick the untitled chance predictions for next week. Yes. Uh, oh, next week's. Uh, yeah. The very last thing that happens on last week's episode of Lost or next week's episode. Uh, I never know exactly. The next episode that I'm going to watch right. is going to end with, uh, uh, I think it's sun going. It's a boat. Oh. <laughs> nice. Okay. And, and just to add more to that, next week's episode is, is going to be entitled Three Minutes. Oh. And another pop-up of the number three. Yeah. Three Minutes. Okay. So, uh, what can happen in three minutes? <laughs> oh, either somebody's fucking or someone's going to die maybe it's got to be a really important three minutes yeah. those are the most important things yeah this fucking is... and dying <laughs> fucking and dying this is gonna be a uh, we'll petite see. mort yeah <laughs> like they, they always say get get busy fucking or get busy dying that's that's a thing that jack yeah. says a lot on <laughs> island that that'd be a good shirt for us <laughs> obviously there'd be like a censor bar or something yeah so. an asterisk get busy censored or get busy dying. <laughs> oh, that's great. Censored together, die alone. <laughs> that's great. Well, everybody, thank you so much for listening and telling people that you listen. It's a Kate episode. Yeah. Oh, Kate episode. Ooh. Yeah, three minutes. Yeah. Well, three minutes. That's how. Anyway, I'm not going to finish that one. So, please, yeah, listen more to the episode coming into yeah. the future. <laughs> Are we going to have a smooth jizz outro? Oh, shit. Yeah. Can we play the going home song for uh, the for the Taiwanese market? Yeah. Or it'll probably be um, a figuring Dan in the modal node song. <laughs> okay. Famous jizz whalers. Oh, from shit. Moss Eisley Cantina. Alright, well, that's another episode in the can. You know what to do. Get lost. Jizz.